Welcome to Gen Z Girlies, the podcast designed specifically for Gen Z women and non-binary folk. This is the place where you can grow your confidence and learn about how to build careers and lives that you'll love. Here you can join a community where we sit down with other Gen Zers who are leveraging their interests and talents to make waves. I'm Maddie Baldwin, your host, your biggest supporter, and your advocate that whatever you can dream, you can do. And this, this is Gen Z Girlies. Hey, Gen Z girlies. Welcome to the very first episode of the Gen Z girlies podcast. I'm Maddie Baldwin, your host, and I'm so excited to have you listen to this very first episode. We have an amazing guest today who is going to talk all about her life and career and just everything kind of in between. Um, So I'll go ahead and jump right into it and let our guest introduce herself. So guest, if you want to tell us your name and then um, maybe just kind of like what your title is and uh, what you do, um, both in your own words and then uh, kind of what like what that means for you. Um, I'm Nari. I'm a musician. Hi, Nari. Thank you. Hey. Hey, hey Maddie. Um, yeah, I just, I hang. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of the time recently more just been hanging just hanging I love that okay <laughs> well we're so glad to have you here on the show Nari and so thankful that you gave the time just to be here um but so I know that you were saying that you are a musician um and that you like to hang a little bit but so like as a musician really like what does that look like in your life like why is that important to you like what does it mean to you to like be a musician Um, honestly, it's just, uh, I'm really lucky I get to do it with a bunch of my friends and a lot of my friends are musicians. So a lot of the time, like we're able to travel together and like play music in our free time. And that, that's just the best part for me. And I think that's what it means for me. Yeah, no, no, no. I love hearing that. I mean, I think that's one thing that interests me so much about hearing about other people's careers and their experiences is that I feel like what I tend to hear a lot is that. I mean, as much as it is about the career and what you're doing is that it's not just that, you know, like there's so much that goes into it about the people you're spending time with or um, kind of the underlying parts of the career as well that like make it like such a special thing, Um, which I think kind of like boomerangs us into like the next question is, I mean, how did you get started doing music? Did Was that, <laughs> yeah, how, how did that you get started? That is such a long story. I've been doing a lot of dating recently, and that keeps coming up. Like, okay. if I'll just, I normally don't talk about my job whenever I'm dating, but just, like, slip of the mouth. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm playing this show. And they're like, oh, you do music. I'm like, how'd you get started? So I think I have it, like, to a T now. Okay, okay, we're ready. So when I was um, in, like, my adult teens, I was dating someone. We had dated for a long time. You know, we were best okay. friends. And yeah. he was basically my everything, you know? It was, like, my first love. It's that puppy love. And I'm like, right. oh, my gosh. Like, I'm going to revolve my whole life around this person. And at the time, I was um, at UK, and I was studying biology okay. for uh, medicine because my parents are doctors. And I was like, well, I don't know what the fuck I want to do, so I guess I'm just going to do this. Right. <laughs> um, and then when we broke up, I was devastated, you know, and yeah, I realized that, oh, I don't have any aspirations. Oh, and I, like, don't like where I'm at. I hate my life. So I kind of thought about what I really wanted to do. So I went back home to California. Oh, I'm from California, by the way. Okay. And okay. I, <laughs> I went back home to California for um, for a month. And while he and I were dating, he actually 
introduced me to stick and poke tattooing, and I kind of really liked it. You know, yeah, I always liked drawing. Cool. I liked art. So that's what I ended up doing when I went back to California. And I went to this music festival called Outside Lands, and I just hit up this band, and I was like, hey. And then we got to talking, and then somehow it ended up me going over to their little house um, in California and tattooing them after tour. And they shared it on social media, and from there, you know, it took off, and they uh, got me in contact with, like, a bunch of indie bands and all these, like, music yeah. industry people who wanted to tattoos. So I'd travel around, and I'd tattoo. I'd listen to cool music. I'd live my little groupie dream, VIP, whatever, all access dreams. <laughs> and um, one day in a green room, I was singing along to a song while tattooing, and the lead singer of this band, he goes, oh, do you do music? And I go, oh, no, I don't. And he's like, oh, well, you should really think about trying. You've got a really good voice. And it didn't really occur to me, like, yeah, whatever, you know. Like, yeah. Whatever, sure. It wasn't until I came back from that summer and I met up with my ex-boyfriend again, and then he um, he and I had dinner, and it just wasn't going good. We were just like, just mm, no, I hate yeah. you, I hate you, yeah. <laughs> so at the end of it, he, he said something that pissed me off, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to write songs about you. There you go, yeah. And I was like why did I say that? I've never, like, written a song. I've never really done music before in my life. I was, like, 19 at the time, and I was like, well, I guess now I gotta. Because that's just such an embarrassing <laughs> thing to say. So I started writing music, like, okay. early 2019, I think. And then um, just I had already met a bunch of music industry people, so, you know, they, I'd send it to them sometimes or they'd just listen to it on their own. They'd be like, oh, this is pretty good. And a few months later, um, this record label reached out to me, and it was Park the Van, which is my record label okay, now. Okay, okay. And they were like, hey, are you working on anything new? Like, send it our way. We'd love to just listen. I thought they just wanted to give me some pointers or just, yeah. like, you know, give me some advice. No, I, they heard the song, and they were like, all right, let's put it out. And I was like, no way. Wow. It, it kind of comes full circle because my ex-boyfriend, he actually introduced me into, like, indie music and all that sort of stuff. And... His favorite band was Dr. Dog, and Dr. Dog's first label was Park the Van. So oh, wow. it just full circle. Yeah. yeah. That's how well, I got started. Really long-winded. No, I think that's so cool. I mean, I was not expecting you to say that stick and poke tattooing was how you got into the music industry. But, I mean, I love that. I love seeing people stick and poke tattoos. So, I mean, that's so fun for me to hear. Um, and slightly different tangent, how do you get started doing tattoos how did you like how did you find out about that <laughs> so he had um when we met yeah also sorry not to interrupt but for those of you who can't see nori has some pretty cool tattoos I all over <laughs> very cool we'll have to like go through them later but sorry go ahead thank you well yeah. it's actually funny because i'm working on my left sleeve right now okay. and finishing that but when we were dating he had his full left sleeve done that he had done okay. like stick and poke just on himself and I just thought it was so cool. Like, yeah, they looked like crap because they were um, – sorry, Grant. They they are. They look – some of them look like little children's okay. drawings. But, I mean, like, for him, it's, like, aesthetic, I guess. Right, and they were fun. And maybe they, were they fun, yeah, yeah, they had a fun memory behind mm -hmm. them. And yeah. he liked my drawings. Um, and he always um, was really supportive about art stuff. And I would paint things and draw things. And he'd be like, oh, do you want to try tattooing? Me. And I was like, oh. Oh. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's just the ultimate trust and love that you put in a partner. <laughs> it's just like, yes, you can put, um, put a shitty you, tattoo yeah. on my body. And I did. I put this, like, 
Ooh, it, it's like three inches tall okay. and like two inches wide. It's a paper swan or a paper crane, okay. one of those. And it was really bad. Like the perspective was wrong. There were a bunch of weird lines everywhere. But he loves it. He still has it. Yeah, no, he's I got a bunch so of my tattoos. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, that's a cool. Like... Yeah, they're really bad. Yeah. <laughs> so he let me practice on him, and then I ended up just doing it on my own and. And, like, that kind of, mm-hmm. like, led to your journey of, like, being a musician and everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I just always think it's super interesting how sometimes it's something just, like, so small and, inf- like, insignificant that just happens. And then that was kind of, like, the turning point of, like, oh, this got me into this. And then that got me into this. And then now I'm here and where I'm at, you know? Yeah. yeah I've kinda... never I've never been really spiritual up until, like, that point in yeah. my life with the tattooing and then the music. And I was, like... Oh my gosh! It's full this circle. Is this is this is this is what the universe wants me to do. And I was like, "Oh, I'm crazy," <laughs> but it makes sense. No, but I I definitely get what you're saying. I think that sometimes, like in life, like in career, or just like even in your personal life, sometimes things just work out in such a way that you're like, "Yes, like this is supposed to be happening right now. Like there is no way this is not where I'm supposed to be. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing." Because it's just so insane that it would work out like this if it wasn't, like, meant to be. Um, so, like, with your music, like, what you got into from tattoos and then being artists <laughs> yeah. and then doing your music now, um, which is so cool. Um, like, what does... So, if you're writing a song and, like, starting that process... So, do you consider yourself... I'll say this before that. Do you consider... Would, like, you ever call yourself a singer-songwriter? Or do you just use the term musician? Or, like, what's the difference to you? In that. Recently, I have been trying to go, like, a singer-songwriter. Okay. I think that I'm letting my ego go recently, that I'm just like, you know, I don't... I don't really consider myself a crazy instrumentalist. I can play, like, a few instruments. Yeah. But, I, you know, I feel like my main talent lies with my singing and my songwriting. So that's okay. the main title that I'll take. Um, I do just say musician a lot of the time, because <laughs> it's just singer-songwriters, like... Mouthful. It's a mouthful, yeah. absolutely. Okay, and people okay. get it, I think. Yeah, then there's, yeah. like, a segue question of, oh, so, like, do you sing? Oh, gosh. Do you sing? Do you <laughs> like, play? Like, what do you do? Yeah, and I'm like, oh. I, know. I love how you're like, well, I just play a few instruments. I play none, <laughs> so <laughs> I find that pretty impressive. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, so, singer-songwriter, musician, um, as you're, like, going through writing a song, uh, maybe, like, from just thinking of it to, like, actually performing it, like, what does that process look like to you like do you have a process do you just stream of consciousness that happens um like Um, yeah I don't remember what I used to do when I first started writing music but um for my record that I recorded last year I actually took a few months just in my car in silence and I would just hum because okay. I drive pretty long distances a lot yeah. of the time, and I'll just hum, and then eventually the hums turn into words, and then uh, something will, like, stick, like a phrase or something or a hook, and then from there I flesh out the whole song. And usually once I get, like, the general idea and I know, like, concretely, like, what I'm wanting this to be, um, like, I, I definitely have the whole idea fleshed out in the beginning stages, and then I'll write it, knock it out within, um, sometimes takes an hour, sometimes takes a week. Um, and then I bring it to my bandmates, um, which is a new process for me because before I had been solely producing and, um, playing all the instruments and composing everything, doing everything. So it's different to like give somebody else some creative freedom on my songs, 
But I feel like now I'm in a really good place with the people that I'm playing with, that I, I trust them, and they do have good ideas, and they've been doing it a lot longer than I have, so I trust <laughs> them. Um, and performing it live, I'm, <laughs> I always have some weird grand ideas about, like, oh, yeah, it's going to be like this, and then like this. Um, but usually it's, <laughs> it's pretty mellow because all my songs are pretty slow and sad, so it's not really much room for, like, big wow moments, you know? Mm, yeah, no, 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 I, like... I definitely know what you mean. Like, obviously, I'm not a singer-songwriter or a musician, um, but I, like, do dabble in, like, you know, some creative art things. I like to write a little bit. Um, used to work in, like, TV and film a bit. But I think that's, like, such the interesting thing about, like, art, isn't it? That so much of art comes from, like, your individual experience. Like, um, like when I write, I write about things that I've gone through or I'm sure that, like, when you sing, like, you're singing about things that you've been through personally. Um, but then it's so interesting because in order to get that like art, um, or that creative perspective out to other people for them to experience, you so often have to bring other people into your vision too. Um, like, you know, to like get like a song produced or to get your like book published or someone to edit it. Um, and I just, that can be like really scary. So hard. Yes. Cause you're like, this is mine. (laughs) But, like, yeah, I like that you say, like, learning to trust mm. people, yeah. Yeah, when I first brought my record to um, my record label and my producer, who they connected me with, yeah, everybody was just like, huh? Because <laughs> uh, I think I originally started with some indie pop, like, dream poppy sound. Okay, okay. And recently, um, hanging, I've just been in Kentucky so long, and recently I've just been really embracing being here. And yeah. all my friends um, are, like, country, old-timey. Okay. musician so we just do have a lot of that here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so listening to a lot of that is like it inspired me for my record and again happened out of spite I was dating another guy and he was like oh I hate your music like you you never write happy songs you like you never want to listen to country so I did actually get into country out of spite but then you know I looking back at it I'm like yeah it's pretty good because I can't even recall a terrible memory about it so yeah I decided to incorporate that into my record but my producer was like oh like he just did not he's like what are you doing yeah he did not like it we were kind of butting heads and I was just like no I just think you're getting the wrong idea of like the country that, or it's not even country. I, I'd say it's like more of an alternative folk, like an right. indie folk it's thing. Like a so, little, yeah. But he was just like not getting it, and I'm not really great with articulating. And that's also frustrating when like to feel like you have to defend your artistic of perspective. Of course, yeah. yeah. But eventually, we kind of found some middle ground, which okay, was good. But right. I, I think like in the beginning, it was hard because we did have a month, and we were sort of butting heads at first about just like the vision but I think finally he got it I he did really try to understand me so he listened to a lot of like country and pedal steel stuff that I wanted and that was really great but it it is a little bit frustrating because I am a solo artist so being in the studio it's usually just me and him right so and he's like (laughs) quite a bit older than me so I just and he's been doing it like probably decades longer than me so I'm like I trust you, I guess, like, <laughs> spitefully. I'm, yeah. I'm a spiteful little person. And, I mean, I think there is, like, definitely, like, a little bit of back and forth there, right? Like, you want to, like, really respect that they have, um, like, their knowledge and their wisdom that has come with, like, time and, like, being in that industry. But then yeah. I think there's also, like, a little bit of knowing yourself, too. Um, like, at least, like, in the industries that I've worked in, uh, it's, like, definitely, like, a little bit of, a like, a mix. It is, yeah. yeah. And I think that what, by the end of it, we were all, like, pleasantly surprised with yeah how it turned out and 
some of my ideas that I brought up, he was like, really? And yeah. I was like, yeah. And he's like, fuck it, let's do it. Let's one, yeah, it. one of my songs off of the record that we did was actually an orchestral piece. Okay. And he was like, because originally I wrote it as a folk song, like kind of like an upbeat, like okay. boom chuck yeah. <laughs> little folk song. And when I brought it to him, he was like, well, how do you want it? I said, well, I either just want it me and the guitar or I want to do a whole like big emotional orchestral thing so we got like a string quartet to come and oh pianist and everything <laughs> that's so fun it was, yeah, yeah. it's crazy loved it yeah so i mean with talking about like all of these really cool like different kinds of songs too that you've like been able to like write and sing on do you think like looking back and maybe the answer is no but do you have one that's like your favorite song you've written or if you were gonna like like do you have one that's your favorite and then also if someone was just wanting to start listening to your music, which song would you be like, listen to this one first, if they're different? Hmm, okay, that's a good question. It's hard to pick a favorite, too, so if I, you don't, yeah. I really liked the song that I put out, 7-Up. Okay, um, I actually was just listening to that one oh, recently, thank you. and I like that one a lot, yeah. It, I really think it's a great song that I wrote, because it's um, a different format than a lot of my other songs. Okay. And um, it's a weird sort of chord changes in there that I was pretty I didn't do it I can't really take credit for that that was the producer so like I'm proud of it though like it's really but good cool I think yeah. yeah I think that the songwriting is great it's really catchy it's really hooky I think okay. that that's my favorite like catchy catchy song I've written but um as far as like my favorite songs that are out right now I would say like I really like my song Dan or Pony okay Dan is more of like uh segues into the sort of music that I'm doing now but Pony I think was a I like to experiment a lot so that was more of like an experimental thing okay. that I was doing That's at the time. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to yeah. see where that goes. Yeah. So that was a fun one to do. <laughs> yeah, no that's really cool just hearing about. I always think it's really interesting how like artists, musicians, singer-songwriters like to hear what their perspective of their own art is and like what their favorite thing is they put out cuz I'm sure like you have so much more meaning behind your songs and sometimes people will get or understand or um yeah but I always think it's really interesting to see oh yeah Yeah. I think that a really big thing is it's always the song that you probably don't think is gonna do good or that you hate that it's just like forever you will never stop for me it's Julia I don't hate the song and I love my friend Julia but oh my god like I've heard the song I hear it when I'm out the craziest thing is I'll hear it when I'm out sometimes I was in H&M just trying to find a song I hear it all the time really yes because they put it on because I on Spotify you real for you sometimes sometimes because sometimes when I'm out they'll my songs are on like playlists or at local breweries I think they have like a local local artist playlist playlist. and some sometimes when I'm out just like at Urban or just H and M for every any of those yeah. like little uh, fast fashion Stores. chain yeah, store. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I'll be just there for something small like tank tops or socks or something, and I'll just hear Julia. I miss it. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what is this? It like, what? So familiar. I know, and I've I've shazammed my own song before. Like, I'm not. Even, That's yeah, so it's funny. so embarrassing. Oh my gosh. No, it I was, love that. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just I'm so far removed from it by the time that it comes out that I'm just like, like who what? is that? Like, yeah. What is that? No. Oh, my gosh. I love that you shazammed your song one time. That is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I think I was out at the mall and I heard you it. You just were like, yeah. What, mm-hmm. yeah it was this one out. that I did with Okie Dokie, this Nashville okay. band. And I yeah. was like, she 
sounds so familiar. It's me. <laughs> I love that. So, I, so, like, talking, like, a little bit through just, like, the songs you've written, and then, like, we talked a little bit about your, like, process of, like, writing those songs. Mm-hmm. So, on, like, going a little bit further into it, or, like, further along in the timeline, what does, like, like, a night that you are playing a show, like, what does that whole experience look like to you? Because I know, like, a lot of people that are listening probably have been to shows or love going to shows or super into local music or bigger music, but I'm guessing a very, maybe a few, but I'm guessing a very small amount of people listening have played a show. So, like, what okay. is that like? <laughs> yeah. Well, for my band specifically, the week leading up, the number one conversation is, what are we wearing? So okay. that's, like, the biggest conversation. It's <laughs> okay. like, oh, who's going to carry this? Or what time should we get? It's like, oh, what are you wearing? What color are we wearing? Okay. What pattern are we wearing? So it's, like, the biggest one. And me and my fiddle player, we, oh, we're the only two women okay. in the group, so we try to wear, like, corresponding dresses, and then everybody else just wears, like, little cowboy shirts, little rodeo shirts. So... That's always, like, the first thing. Okay. Next thing. Outfits. Mm-hmm. Check. Yep. Okay. Outfits check. Next thing, what time is everyone getting there if we're not all driving in okay. the same spot, right. you know? Right, So that's a big thing. And then we're... How early do you usually need to get to a show if you're playing it? Like, if it starts at 9.30, like, when would you get there? Uh, if music starts at 9.30, you'd probably want to get there maybe, like, 6 Five okay, or six, so yeah. pretty early. So, yeah, because yeah, you got to get there early enough that, like, you can sound check and everything is good. Okay, and then you have okay. enough time for um, doors to change to get comfortable, okay. put on makeup if you didn't already put on your makeup, you know, eat. Right. And if you're out of town, eat and rest for a little bit, drink. <laughs> That's a big thing for Calm the nerves a my little band. Bit, yeah. yeah, maybe a little bit too much. Me and my, fun, yeah, me and my stage, steel player, yeah. we are... Always getting into semantics okay. on the stage. So. <laughs> I love that. Okay, yeah, so you do all that, and mm-hmm. then... And then once we yeah. finally get up there, I try to make it, like, not super choreographed. I, I try to do it pretty casually a lot of the time, depending on the type of show that it is. Yeah. But um, I think my biggest appeal as an artist has really just been my just accessibility I guess like I'm usually I respond to a lot of my messages if they're not if they're not weird (laughs) I respond (laughs) to my messages and I like to you know interact with people like when I'm out and about and I'll I'll chat I'm terrible with names but I'll chat have people come up to you that you don't know that all the time okay all the time Uh, recently I actually played Crave with another band I I just filled in to sing and so now recently I've not been getting so much of Oh my God, you're Nari! It's um, oh, I saw you play at Crave. Your band is so great. It, it was Chance of the Sun, and okay. I was like, oh, I, like at first I'd be like, oh, I'm, not, I'm actually not in that band. I have another band. Like I, I do my what own music. Do this, yeah. yeah, and the, I was like, it, it doesn't matter. So now, yesterday, like, hey. some old lady, she's like, I loved your band at Crave, and I was like. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yes, you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I did nothing. I just oohed and odd. Thank but you. But thank you. <laughs> so, you gotta yeah. take it where you get it, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're just yeah. Like, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nice that because um, I feel like when I get recognized here, yeah. I think my bandmates are like, oh, whatever, because it's just like everybody knows each other here. Yeah. It's pretty small. Yeah. Like but enough that, yeah. But when I went to Texas or South by Southwest, I said check this <laughs> like a lot of people came up to me and didn't like meet me and talk to me and I was like yeah 
people from outside of Lexington they think I'm pretty cool. Yeah, when I go to LA, I, people know who I am. Just whatever. <laughs> you know? It's really no big deal. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's yeah, so because fun. they're they're always humbling me. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm cool outside of Lexington yeah, too. Yeah. You know, if anybody wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so funny. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I just think it's really cool to hear, like, a little bit about what kind of goes into making a show actually happen. I mean, because, like, I think at least for me, like, when I think putting on a concert or putting on a show, I don't necessarily, like, really comprehend, like, all the steps, you know, like, go into it. I kind of just think of it more as, like, an overall kind of idea. Um, So I think it's, like, really cool to actually get to hear, you know, like all the steps and what goes into it and how you put it on. Um, it's, like, really impressive. The people who are doing the most work are honestly the people setting up the show. Uh, I'm not doing yeah, anything. Yeah. So oh, I okay. rarely even put my stuff on the stage anymore. I don't know about that. It sounds like you're doing quite a lot with performing, <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Lucy Dacus is one of my favorite singer-songwriters, oh, yeah. but she, um, she, in the end of one of her songs, she goes... Um, I hope in, like, five years the songs feel like covers. And that's kind of where it is for us. So we're, we're pretty comfortable with all the songs, and yeah. we trust each other. If somebody, like, slips up or, like, we're not in the right spot, if the monitors are great, we can hear each other and we can pick it back up. And, like, there's not really a hiccup or anything. So yeah. we've all been, uh, we've all been like, conditioned for it in, in a way. So, you know, yeah, one no, way or another. Because they're my songs, so I should know them, and they have been playing music forever, so they should know what they're doing. Yeah, that's so great. <laughs> yeah. So if there was someone, like, in the audience who's listening, like a Gen Zer, and they love to write songs, they love to sing, they love to perform, like, and I know that you had, like, a little bit of, you kind of fell into it a little bit, but if you were going to give advice to someone who was wanting to get into the music space or, um, just, like, wanting to perform and, like, sing or write their own songs, like, what advice would you give to, like, to, first of all, like, just start getting interested in, like, writing songs, but then also, like, how to move up in the industry? Ooh, um, honestly, just keep going to live music, even if it's music that you don't think you'll enjoy, you know, you'll end up meeting someone that you just never thought about meeting, and just be really friendly all the time, like, I'm I remember I used to go to shows alone, like, all the time. I didn't really have a lot of friends at the time who I felt comfortable with going out with or, like, you know, just, oh, nobody wants to hang out with me, so I guess I'll just go alone. So that's kind of mostly why I did it. But even now, I like to go out alone and enjoy music and just whatever. So I had gone to, like, this country show one time, with, uh, and I ended up meeting the front man. His name's Daniel Donato. Okay, okay. And he is actually the subject of my song, Dan. But he, I ended up meeting him just randomly. I didn't even think about going to the show. I was just in the neighborhood. And I was like, oh, fine, I'll stop in. And we ended up chatting for a while. And um, we really hit it off. And he's... Um, he's got a lot of little Nashville connects, you know, so whenever I go down to Nashville, it's so weird that everybody also knows each other down there than up here, too, so. Yeah, you'll just meet whoever. Yeah, kind of You never know who you'll meet. Make yourself available, Mm -hmm. meet people. Be friendly, just be open. Carry a lighter. That's a really good one. Oh, okay, yeah, A lot of people always have cigarettes, but no lighter, so. Okay, Mm -hmm. so always carry one of those. Always have, like, a little conversation starter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but also the biggest thing about going to shows that you don't normally listen to, you'll learn something new. You know, you hear a new sound, and maybe it'll inspire you. Because when I'm trying to write music or trying to 
um, like create an album, which I've created one, I'm working on another one, it's uh, really important to listen to things just different, like slightly different. Like I'm not, I don't really listen to indie music right now and I'll listen to just mostly either singer-songwriters or I'll listen to country music. I've been trying to listen to a bunch of just like um, blues music yeah. also. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's super helpful, I think, to anyone who's just trying to get into it. And I think that's like the biggest thing is just putting yourself out there mm-hmm. too and just, I mean, doing what they want to do. But, yeah, you just have to put yourself into it. Yeah, it's really yeah. hard. But, honestly, you just have to say – Nobody cares about what I'm doing. Yeah, I just got to do it. Literally, yeah, literally yeah. everyone's thinking about themselves. I'm just going to go chat. Because, honestly, I've met, a, on, I've met a lot of people um, when I'm just around the borough. And I just hang out for a little bit. And I'll try to chat with people who just played. And sometimes they can be, like, assholes, you know, yeah. mostly men. So <laughs> they're kinda, they are kind of stick up their ass sometimes. Yeah. And they're just like... Yeah, you know what the band. I'm like, like okay. okay. Well, I uh, even in dating, I and in my practice, I just kind of just whatever. I'll just yeah. I'll egg you on. <laughs> I'll egg you on. Yeah. So, and then later, whenever we do actually connect again, and they find out, like, oh, you do music. Oh my gosh! And then it's like this switch up of like. Yeah, we should connect. You know, I'm uh, like no. Like actually, I've already seen. Yeah, and that's like, why, like yeah. in my dating life, I don't normally talk about. Like I'll say, oh yeah, I like doing music, and I play music sometimes. You know, mm. and if they have like question, like genuine questions, like I'll I'll answer it with, with in depth. But sometimes it's just like, ooh, can I hear a song, or can you sing for me? And I just like, I hate those, no. hate those, and I'll I'll send them a song. And yeah. Like, but the reaction is always, oh wow, this is like really good. Have you ever tried just, like, doing it? Like, you should just try to do music. Like, you kind of have a future with this. And I was like, really? You think so? It's nice. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. because I, <laughs> yeah. I used to be like, oh, well, you know, it's kind of my job. Like, I got to do it. Yeah. Not I have to do it, but it's like, yeah, you know, it's yeah, <laughs> it's my no. job. Yeah. So, and then they'll go, oh, no, yeah, like, you you got, like, a future in this. You should ju- you should really keep doing music. And I'm like, I don't think you're listening to me. I don't, yeah, like, I don't think you're hearing me. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, or a lot of guys send me, like, their demos in my email or just, like, on Tinder sometimes. Like, guys will send me, like, yeah, I just wrote this song. <laughs> That's like, okay. so funny. Yeah, or sometimes uh, I'll catch them slipping up on saying that they know someone, and I'm like, oh, oh really? I know them, too. Blah, blah, How do you blah. know them from? Well, yeah, because yeah, cause I can tell, if I can totally tell you're bullshitting me, I'm going to be like, oh, really? I'm going to call you out on it. Yeah. yeah. Don't cool guy me. No, I'll cool girl you. <laughs> I <Yeah>. know. I <laughs> hate it when guys try to cool guy me because I'm like, like, dude, I've lived a million different lives in the past three years. Don't even, don't, don't even, even play with me right now. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. Yeah. 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 Well, I think it's so... <laughs> I love that, and I think, like, this is, like, such a thing with art, too, but how, like, your life kind of influences your music, but then, like, like you were saying that, like, your music sometimes, like, fades back into your life a little bit with, like, talking about it, or how it, like, impacts, like, people coming up to you, mm-hmm. or, like, um, just kind of, like, what that looks like. So, do you feel like when you're, like, your life versus your music, which, I mean, do you feel like you have a balance, like, at all with that, or do you, are they kind of interwoven together? Um, oh, yeah. Um, well, or like, do you like that? Whichever way it is. Yeah. 
right now I wouldn't say that they're interwoven. I've actually not been doing too okay. much music okay. recently because before it was like music, 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 writing music, right, playing music, right. you know, making a record, making something amazing. Um, I think it's because I had like gone through a big string of breakups like yeah. last year and the year before. Yeah. So I was like, I have to do something great now. It's like it all, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to like work and like do music and be great at doing yeah. it. But you know, like when you put these big expectations on yourself, you just, you get let down and yeah. then you fall into a little depression and then you gotta go see a <laughs> therapist. A little depression, a little therapist. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I actually, I, say it's a hiatus but it wasn't really a hiatus I just like didn't really play out and I didn't release any music much like anything serious um for the last year and a half that I was finishing up my degree because I graduated college recently congratulations thank you graphic design I don't use it um but still very cool I don't use my degree either yeah there we go (laughs) um but yeah so so I took a break for that and then I kicked out this record I cranked it out and then now it just needs to get released and I was like really antsy about like oh my gosh like what are we gonna do about it like how's the rollout going and I don't really know what the change was recently but I think when I came back from South by Southwest earlier this year it was just so much because it was a we literally had a week and we drove down there and we immediately drove back up like we had no stops and that that's super overwhelming. It was. It was really, everybody was stressed. And um, I have a cat at home and I miss her. Like we're, we're attached at the hip. So, so it's cute. really hard to leave. So I was just like, oh, what are my priorities right now? Yeah, what do I want absolutely. to prioritize in my life? Because I'm not really promoting anything. So I don't really need to be out playing all these shows, you know, because I think like a lot of musicians, they want to just play, play, play. But for me, you know, I want to play for, like, a good reason. Yeah. You don't want to, like, reach a burnout point as well. Yeah, because then yeah. I'm going to end up hating it. And then if I hate it, what am I going to do next? Then, yeah. <laughs> no, nothing else. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I've been focusing a lot on just living, just being alive and just really which I think surprisingly, being happy with where yeah, I'm at. Yeah, which is great, which I think that so we just, as, like, a whole world, maybe generation, but, like, we just overlook that part of life so often of just like we're always looking for this next thing we're always like pushing ourselves yeah that instant gratification is what I really lived for a lot Mm. of the time because you know I got my start very fast like it was instant gratification and like Julia was instant gratification you know like people still listen to it like all the time and I hear it all the time so I'm just just trying to take it slow and while I still live pretty fast because I went on a date recently and he did say that I live really fast I was like oh it's pretty slow for me <laughs> right like, now okay, actually well. <laughs> um yeah I I enjoy having a side job thankfully it is music based I work at the Burl music yeah. venue so it's I'm always around music I'm always listening to like new stuff that I would never listen to before so it's great for that and I've been I'm really like socially just like I don't normally like to get out too much when I was 19 and 20 when I was first starting doing music I was like going out to shows all the time and doing that but I took a big break because I was I don't know like I just didn't really feel it anymore and I just felt really just closed off from everybody just like very isolated and so now recently I'm taking a break from just like creating and doing a bunch and like forcing myself to like do a bunch and just I just call it I call it my housewife hours now so I because I don't really work a normal job I'll like 
work maybe once or twice a week, right. you know, and then the rest of the time it's just I get to hang out, I get to be with my cat, I get to clean, I get to explore different things and being in different spaces by myself. And it's been really helping, like, not only my creative process, but just, like, me mentally and um, just my confidence. It's, yeah. I'm, I'm getting better because I feel like I'm in a really good place where I just don't feel a lot of pressure on myself. Well, good. I stop taking good. myself seriously, and I think that's, like, a really good thing to do, yeah. <laughs> to just not take anything too seriously. No, absolutely. Especially yourself. Yeah. I think that's a really great point to make, and mm-hmm. I really like what you were saying, too, about instant gratification because I think that is, like, such – Big thing these yeah, days. Yeah, a big yeah. thing. And Amazon Prime. Yeah, just like yeah, I was going to say, like, how everything. do you feel like, which I mean, you said a little bit, but like, like, how do you feel like instant gratification is like, maybe like in music, but other things like affects like Gen Z specifically. It's like ideas of success oh, and yeah. Gen Z and building a life. And do you see another, like a way out of that? Maybe it's like you said, like being more like present but yeah, I feel like thoughts? these days a lot of the time like people are really pushing those stories of like wow they just started doing this and yep. now they're like you know the first one we saw Clara you know okay. definitely right. her story but I mean she had been writing music for so long before and her she'd been sort yeah, of in the business with yeah, her dad and yep. stuff and like a lot of people want to scream like oh nepotism baby when I've you see like lot, this yeah. like instant success but you know a lot of people crave that and I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with getting help because like that's that's literally the whole any industry really is just like knowing Knowing and getting in there because like even me um a lot of the time when sometimes when I would read articles about me I'd be like oh well this isn't really entirely true you know because before yeah before I was like I felt really insecure about you know doing these long-winded answers because my music story is like it starts off a year before that before I even did music you know it's the tattooing it's this breakup it's my life and I feel like when you leave out that part, it's like, oh, wow, she really did just start. And, like, she just got it, you know. But yeah. it's a lot of work. you got to talk to a lot of people. It's a lot of burnout. It was a lot of traveling yeah. when I was, like, 19. And, I mean, like, you even, like, doing those tattoos and, like, going to all those bands. Like, it's a lot. That's a sacrifice of your time. Mm-hmm. Like, even though you're doing really cool things, you're it's not at lot. home. You're not at college. You're doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, uh, yeah, I recently was, like, how did I travel so much when I was, like, 19? It, Where did I go? Where did I impressive. stay? How did I have fun? Because now you like you can have a Bev. You yeah. can have a smoke or whatever. What did I do? Like, what was I <laughs> Just doing? Just hung out? Yeah. Drank a orange juice or something? <laughs> what? So, yeah, the instant gratification thing. I feel like because we're hearing a lot of stories mm. of that, that sort of adds to it. But also TikTok, you know? Uh, yes. TikTok has been such a big thing in creative communities, especially music, because it's such mm. a big music like creation platform now because um industries like um the like the labels and stuff like those really big labels they'll hire people to like you know promote the songs on tiktok which is crazy to me that you're paying some like 16 year old like millions of dollars to dance to like a song and no shade to them of course like get your bread bread. but it it is pretty insane that like a lot of musicians lives are like changed by just like TikTok, like yeah. just a eight second video showcasing their song. A no, lot of my friends, yeah. yeah, a lot of my friends, like that's how their career is now. So, um, my friend Johnny Utah, that's what he yeah. went by, but I think he's just Johnny now. 
I met him on Twitter, and I heard his song Honey Pie, and I thought it was a load of crap, honestly. I was like, how? Like, this just sounds like something that I would play in an H&M, which, ironically enough, now my song is played in an H&M. <laughs> so it's karma. But he got discovered on um, TikTok. Like, that oh, song okay. went crazy. And he ended up signing to a giant label, and now, like, he just makes all these viral hit, like, songs yeah. on TikTok. Another one of my friends, Ricky Montgomery, you know, like, he was in this band. He was a YouTuber or Viner or whatever. Yeah, that name sounds super. Yeah, Both and of those he, names sound super, yeah. And he wrote music with this band called The Honey Sticks, and I love them very much, and we ended up becoming friends. And within, like, a year, he just blew up on TikTok. And, you know, he's going on these amazing, like, signed to a label. He's on these amazing tours. You know, he's able to live a great life. Yeah. He's a great guy, and I'm so happy for all those people. But, you know, sometimes um, creatively, like, TikTok, because it's so just, like, you you got to crank them out. You know, you got to crank out something, like, viral. It's super algorithmic. The quality like, the of algorithm. music is just, like, ugh. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's just yeah. not good. And sometimes even when you do hear good music on there, it's hard to even like it, to want to like it. Even me, sometimes, I find myself being, like, well, it can't even be that good, you know. Like, and the, yeah. Yeah, but then, yeah. I'll, but then I'll sing it in my car, and I'm, like, damn, it is good. <laughs> damn yeah, it. so. yeah. Just the viral, virality of, like, creating and music and all that. I just feel like a lot of people are just looking for, like, a quick fix of just Super interesting, actually. Yeah, it's, like, kind of think about that in the way that it's just going to change. I mean, music, but also everything. It has, yeah. It's changing, just... Fashion, just music. Like, the way we market things, like... Oh, yeah, a lot of of discourse right now between musicians is just, like... I don't want to feel like a fucking monkey just on this little yeah. on this app, like trying to promote my song. It's like it's like you're busking basically, and you're like got a, got your little like, can out like please <laughs> some coins. Please. Yeah, because um yeah. my record label had asked me before like oh like maybe you should make a TikTok and like do this do that. And I was like ah, I'm gonna do it my way. Yeah, which is no way. And I just, t- just and do whatever. Surprisingly, like TikTok's like a lot of work. Like, it is. Yeah, like I think it's like it's a lot of work for a five second video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of the time, or like building an audience or building the trust. And oh, definitely. There's like so much that goes into it, and then especially like when we like weave our like lives and careers and everything like into social media. Just because I think before social media even started being, like before social media had anything to do with business, like when it was still just like social media, social mm-hmm. media. We did. I don't think we put any boundaries on it in our lives because it was just it was for our life, so we used it in our lives. Yeah. But now that like business has been added into it, we haven't gone back to add those boundaries. So now business is just making the jump in back into our lives. So like there's just like not not in everything, but in a lot of yeah. Things, I, I the boundaries yeah. thing with social media is such a big thing. Cause yeah. I, sometimes my record label, uh, I got a few messages before where they're like, yeah. maybe you should make a personal account. And I was like. <laughs> Uh, baby, I got five burner accounts, and they're me. all yeah. for different stuff. Nari is me, and I had this account before I did any of this. So. Yeah. And I have my following before I did music anyways. Yeah. So um, I'm definitely very private on social media for a lot of things. There are, mm. it may, I, I think it seems like I am really open on there because I really just post whatever I want. Yeah. I do post whatever I want. But there are really specific things that I'm really private about. Like, I'm pretty private about my family. Like, yeah. I don't talk about my family. Even with my friends, I don't think any of my friends really know too much about my family life. Um, 
I post a lot about going to the hospital, but I, I just I don't really <laughs> say anything about it. I just say, getting my tubes tied, like getting Diet Coke IV'd into my body. So I just do that stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I do stay pretty private while just letting like a little bit in. You know, I yeah, try to be pretty yeah. personable as an artist. I just just a person. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I mean, and yeah, I think there's so much to say just about social media and privacy and artists mm-hmm. and how that all works together. But yeah, that's like really cool to hear just about your career, but your life. And I loved hearing your story about, tat- especially Thank about you. the tattooing. And actually, can we go through your tattoos? Do you have any that are your favorites? That you oh can, my like, God, yes. On my left arm, yeah. I've got a froggy on a hoggy. Okay. It's just a frog on a motorcycle, <laughs> I and I love, love him. That. He's so cute. He's the best. Okay. And um, I have these dice here. They're not really, I mean, I love them. I love all my tattoos. Yeah. But they're definitely, just they're just dice. But one time I was at the bar, and this guy, he... He was like, "Wow, what did what is that dice? What do they mean?" And I just I just start lying to people. Whenever people ask me about what they mean, Make I just I just story. start. I said yeah. I said I'm not allowed in the casino anymore. I had to sign the paper. I'm not allowed in the casino anymore. Oh, <laughs> what did you say to that? I was like, "Wow, oh, okay. okay, yeah, shoddy. <laughs> Let That's me hit." So funny. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, this I got this. Um, it's a different style. It's like a pointillism rose. It's yeah, just on my forearm. Okay. Um, a lot of my friends do my tattoos, so just whenever they have free time, if somebody cancels on them, I'm like. Let's put me in. Let's yeah. just do something. I'll do it. So a lot of these are just pretty spur of the moment random tattoos. I have one on the back of my leg that's huge. It's the whole calf, and it, it's a skeleton riding a motorcycle with flames in the back okay, of him. And amazing. it says, yeah, no, and yeah. it says drive it like or ride it like you stole it. Do I ride motorcycles? No. no. Do I think it's absolutely hilarious? Yes. Absolutely, and I love it. Well, because guys <laughs> get so uptight about those sort of things. They're like. Oh, you right? I'm like, no. I'm like, no, but I like the tattoos. So. I like motorcycle tattoos. Yeah. So I'm going to have one. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. <laughs> yeah, just don't take yourself too seriously. I, I've definitely just pretty all about that ever since I started getting tattoos, too. Definitely. I was like, this is funny. I'm going to do it. I have a matching tattoo with, like, my ex-boyfriend. I've, I got, I let a uh, Tinder date tattoo me on the first date love one that. time. Never talked to him again. I think he hates me. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> But you have a fun tattoo out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. There you go. Yeah. Well, I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as we're wrapping up, um, one thing I've been asking, though, every guest that we've had on the podcast um, Mm -hmm. is just what is something, like, new that you've been interested in? Like, or I guess, like, another way to put it is, like, what's your latest obsession? So I can be, like, Oh, I was actually so prepared for somebody to ask me this question recently. perfect. Fiddle. (laughs) The fiddle. Yes, I've been really into the fiddle. I I can't play it that good. I'd had it for a year or so now, but I only recently started actually playing it because I'm in a better space situation that I can play it. Like, I was in a three-person household, um last and one of my roommates just hated it so I couldn't play it and so now I'm in this new bigger house and it's resonant and something just like clicked and I think I sort of get it now so I've been playing a lot more I've been listening to a lot more fiddle tunes nice that's so I really think that's like the only one just okay. that. I'm going to be hyper fixated on it for a while. Yeah. I love that. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Well, Nori, thank you so much for just, like, coming on the podcast and telling us a little bit about your career. I think it'll be super helpful, too, to anyone who's, like, interested. But also, you're just a great guest, and that was super thank interesting. You. Super interesting <laughs> for me. Yeah. So if our audience wants to, like, connect with you or hear your music, like, do you have any social handles? Or, like, where can they find you? You can definitely always find me on Instagram. I'm constantly on there. 
Um, it's n dot a r i n dot ari, and um, it's got the blue check mark a o, so you'll <laughs> hey. know it's me. Um, I don't really use Twitter anymore. I use TikTok sometimes. I really need to make more TikToks. Um, but I think that's it. I'm just on Instagram. I think. No, that's great. And it's nice. Yeah. And my music name is Nari. So you'll find, find me. On yep, you'll find me. You're on Apple Music. I am on Apple okay. Music. I'm on all those big streaming all those platforms. Ones. Perfect. Um, got a website. Uh, that I haven't used since college, <laughs> naricam.com, if anybody wants to see my portfolio. If you um, deep dive, you will find Nari. Yeah, yeah. if you won't need a graphic designer, um, check out my website. <laughs> it's really bad. I haven't used it in forever, but check out my website. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, thanks, Nari. Thank and you then, so much. Yeah, and then for everyone who's listening um, in the audience, if you want to get connected in with the podcast, um, we're at Gen Z Girlies Podcast, and we're on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And then if you're interested in being on the podcast, feel free to email us at Podcast at gmail.com. If you forget that, it's also in our Instagram bio. Mm, um, yeah, it's super exciting, but we would love to hear from anyone who's interested. We can, like talk a little bit see what you've done we'd love to maybe set up a time to record um, but we'd love to hear from you or if you just have feedback hit us with that email we'd love to hear it unless you hated it then don't (laughs) 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 sorry (laughs) no hate please i'm sensitive i can't do that but we'd love to hear from you other than that but (laughs) thanks again nari for joining us of course thank you for having me this was so fun yeah one of my better interviews i think good well it was super fun Yeah. (laughs) yeah all right well this is nari and maddie and we're signing off for gen z girlies podcast